Help those who are listening to understand what is being taught so that they become closer to you, God, and know more, know more about you. We pray for all those who are listening all over the world, that if they have any questions, Father, that they are able to ask it and we're able to find the answers through your word. We pray to be with us always, through your son's name. Amen. Amen. The reading for tonight's sermon is from 1 John chapter 3, verse 8. 1 John chapter 3, verse 8. The one who does what is sinful is of the devil, because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. Amen. 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 Good evening, my brothers and sisters, and all my viewers. Once again, this is your brother Paul, often coming to you live on Benyar's FM. And also on my Facebook page, Paul Often, and on YouTube as well. Some people will also get these. Uh, on the WhatsApp platform. Tonight, we're going to continue our lesson from last week, which we started. And the topic is, do demons uh, exist today? Do demons exist today? And I might say that this lesson uh, is gaining view. Because uh, when I checked for the last time, it's over 8,000 people view this lesson so thank you all uh, for watching this and I, I hope we will learn something from this when the whole lesson come to an end uh, as I said last week was just an introduction and today we're going to dive through and continue um, to find out uh, the operations of these devils uh, at this time and with the apostles and also on our time. And before I do that, let me continue to remind you that uh, we are still battling with coronavirus. And don't think this virus is away, it's still with us. And as I always remind you, please continue to observe your uh, one to two meter social distance. And also remember to wash your hands at any time frequently Whenever your hands touch anything, regardless, don't see any dirt in your hand before you wash your hands. But let hand washing be part of your life. And also, please don't put the mask under your chin. Make sure the mask cover your mouth and your nose. With, uh, with that, we will be able to protect ourselves and also fight this virus. I know it's not comfortable to wear these masks, especially if you are living in a hot climate. It's very, very uncomfortable. But for your own sake, um, if you want to be alive, encounter amount uh, people that are alive, please continue to observe all these kind of uh, precautions and it will uh, uh, help you. Now, as I've already uh, introduced uh, 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 the lesson do demons um, exist today 
to, tonight is part two. Tonight is part two. And today, I think, is the 30th of uh, August 2020. Now, let me remind you, if this is the first time that you are, you know, uh, getting into this lesson, uh, I will suggest that you look for the part one, uh, which has the introduction and everything, so that you can understand this more. Uh, you look for part one, it's very, very important. And just to recap what we have uh, learned so far, we have established that demons are real, okay, and they do exist. Don't make a mistake to think that there are no demons. Demons, they are real, they do exist. We read James chapter 2 verse 19 and Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 to support this, that demons do exist. Okay, Those who don't believe in God think that there are no demons because they, obviously they don't believe in God. So they will uh, say that. We also talk about the demons' operations at the time of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, So we're going to continue today the demons' operations at the time of our Lord Jesus Christ and also at the time of the apostles when Jesus left them. What did they do with their encounter with these demons? And also we continue uh, to our time. If demons are there, um, what are they doing today? And are they still powerful as at the time of our Lord Jesus Christ and his apostles? Or they are not powerful? We will use the Bible to prove all these things. Now in Luke chapter uh, 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 8 verse 31, remember when we were reading, last week we were reading the book of Luke to uh, uh, dive through Jesus' encounter with this demon. The demons beg Jesus, okay? When Jesus met a man who has these demons and his name uh, of these demons is uh, Legion, remember? And Legion means uh, many, okay? Many. And uh, the demons ask Jesus, they beg Jesus that the Son of the Most High will beg you that do not cast us into the abyss. He said, uh, do not cast us into the abyss. And we say, what is the abyss? Abyss is the same as a bottomless pit, a pit that has no bottom at all. So when you are thrown into that pit, you go and continue to go. That is what we call the abyss or bottomless pit. Now the question we ask is, why were the demons afraid to go into the abyss? And we say we're going to use the book of Revelation to prove what the abyss is uh, like and who are in the abyss and why these demons beg Jesus that they don't want to go to the abyss. Now, if you read Revelation chapter 20, verse 1 to 3. Now, here we see an angel of God descending from heaven and this angel holding in his hand a key, right, and a chain. One hand with a key, think the right hand with a key, and then the left hand with a chain, whatever. And uh, remember, what I want you to know is that the book of Revelation is not to be read as literal. Uh, what I mean is that book was written in apocalyptic literature, which means anything you see in the book, if you see a key, it's not a normal key that we know, it represents something, okay? 
key represent authority, okay? Or power, or authority, you had authority to do something. Like if I give you a key, it means you have authority to enter that door. So though you read as a key or a chain, it means something different at all. So we saw this angel coming down from heaven, holding in his hand a key and a chain. And from verse 2 said, And he, okay, that angel, he laid hold on the dragon. And who is the dragon? That old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and about him a thousand years, okay, and cast him into the bottomless pit or the abyss, and shut him up, and set a seal upon him, that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled, and after that he must be losing little season. Now, what is this book saying? Remember the book of Revelation, when you read, it's not to be taken literal. These are all images, figures, and all these things. If you see the thousand, it's not number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, up to thousand. It's not that number he's talking about. A thousand represents a period of time. You understand? So, let's see what we find here. He said this uh, angel who descended from heaven, having in his hand a key and the chain, get hold of the dragon. And who is the dragon? Sometimes you see people who do not understand the book of Revelation drawing, you know, a lot of uh, images, dragon, and say dragon is some. The Bible explains itself. The Bible said the dragon is the devil or Satan. So he explained it. So that one is true. Dragon is Satan. And he said the angel got hold of Satan and cast him into the abyss or the bottomless pit. Now, I told you that key is power or, or authority. So this angel had authority in his hand to what? To uh, 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 cast Satan or to cast Satan, bound him and cast him into the bottomless pit. And he said he shut him up and sealed uh, let it pull the seal upon the pit so that Satan should not deceive the nations anymore. You understand? So here what it means is that God gave this angel power to make sure Satan has no power to, you know, go around deceiving the nations. Remember, those days, that is, we are talking about first century, okay? Satan used his power backing the empress. That time is a Roman empire that was in existence. So he used his power uh, uh, to this uh, Roman empress to harm the Christian. Then was a time where Christians were being persecuted, being killed, tortured, and doing a lot of things. And according to the book of Revelation, it was Satan who was directly behind this empress to do these things. So God, at this time, brought down an angel to catch Satan, to burn him, put him in the bottomless, and seal him. Now, what is in the bottomless? Bottomless pit, or the abbey, is a place where these, all these evil spirits, 
the demons, Satan, and all his uh, angels. That is where they go. Now, the imagery we see here that a pit and Satan is thrown into, the meaning is simple. It means Satan has been bound from doing his activity. Remember those days, Satan was actively working using human body through these demons. They forcibly attack human bodies and cause a lot of problems to the person. And here, he's put into abyss. It means he's been restricted. He's been chained. He has no more power to come and harm people. That is what it means. But remember, he said, he was put there till the thousand years is over. And I've told you, thousand years is not a figure or number thousand. It's just a period of time. He is going to be bound. He's going to be changed for a period of time. And then he will be losing little. Okay? Season. It means Satan will no more get that kind of power to use uh, these kind of emperors and kings to torture Christians anymore. That is why today we have that kind of freedom. No country can have power to kill Christians as they were doing during those days. So Satan and his angels has already been overcome reading from these passages. Now, if you understand it, so this is the reason why the demons begged Jesus not to send them to this place because they know that if they get into the abyss, they will never return. But what happened? Jesus cast them into the pigs and all those pigs rushed into uh, uh, the lake and they drowned. So those demons did not exist any longer. They all died. Now, there is a prophecy in Zechariah, and I want us to go through that prophecy and see what Jesus, the son of David, was coming to do with these uh, demons even before Jesus came into the world. This prophecy, probably between 400 years before Jesus Christ was, you know, came to an end, uh, Zechariah chapter 13, verse 1 to 2, and I read, he said, this is the prophecy. On that day, there shall be a fountain open from the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem to cleanse them from sin and uncleanliness. And on that day, declare the Lord of hosts, I will cut off the names of others from the land so that they shall remember it no more. And also, listen here, and also I will remove from the land the prophet and the spirit of uncleanliness. This is the prophecy. The prophecy said, a day or a time is coming where a fountain will be opened in the house of David, okay, to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And this fountain is going to cleanse people from their sins and all the uncleanliness, okay? And God is going to cut the names of some idols on the land and also, uh, also remove the spirit of uncleanliness. Now, who is this fountain open in the house of David? He's talking about Jesus Christ. Is Jesus Christ that is the son of David? That is what the Bible says. 
So the prophecy has that Jesus Christ is coming, and when he comes, he's going to remove all these unclean spirits from the land. So, this is the prophecy. Now, when did it come in? When Jesus was born into the world and started his ministry at the age of 30, we see that as soon as he started fasting for 40 days, Satan went to him and tempted him. And Jesus overcame him. And from that time, Jesus started casting all these demons and evil spirits from the land as the prophecy has already foretold. You understand? So last week we saw that Jesus confronted you know, a number of these demons and cast them out. And today, let's read one more uh, quotation where Jesus removed these evil spirits from men. And I told you that at that time, this evil spirit has power to seize anybody at all. They don't care. They can seize my body. You understand? Cause harm to me and do a lot of stuff. But Jesus prevented them from doing this action. Now we read the Bible to prove that the reason why Jesus came into the world is to destroy these kind of activities that Satan and his angels were doing with these demons. You understand? So let's read Roman, uh, Matthew chapter 6. Verse 12 to 22. And I read quickly. It says, Then the demon possessed man, who was blind and mute, was brought to him. There was a man who uh, these demons has possessed. These demons has, you know, entered his body and has made this man blind and also has made him mute. He could not speak. I don't know when they entered the body. You understand? And they brought this man to Jesus, and he healed him. Jesus healed him, so that the man spoke and saw. Now the man can speak, and now he can also see. And all the people were amazed and said, Can this be the son of David? Remember the, pro the prophecy said, There's a fountain coming from the house of David to cleanse all these evil spirits. So when Jesus cast out these demons from this man, they asked, is this the man of uh, the son of David, the Bible or the prophecy talked about? So it ties with this prophecy. You understand? But the Pharisees, I know you know the Pharisees. As soon as Jesus did something, they have their own interpretation. But the Pharisees, when they heard it, said, it is only by uh, Beelzebub, the prince of demons, that a man can cast out demons. Look, Jesus cast out the demon from this man who was uh, dumb and also uh, blind. Demons have made this man like that. And demon, uh, Jesus cast out this demon and the man began to see and spoke. Now, we don't care about what the Pharisees will say, but what we uh, uh, interested here is that Jesus cast these demons out to free this man from this bondage that devil and these demons have, you know, uh, put on this man. So this is Matthew chapter 12, verse 22, 24 that we have just read. So Jesus himself also confirmed that uh, 
these demons or evil spirits have power to seize people's body during his time. They did that. Now, if we read Matthew chapter 12, verse 43 to 45, this is what Jesus said. After casting out this demon from that man who was uh, blind and mute, this is what he said. Matthew 12, 43 and 45. He said, when the unclean spirit has gone out of a person, it passes through waterless places seeking rest, but find none. Then it says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when it comes, it finds the house empty, swept, and do what? Put in order. Then it goes and brings with eight, seven other spirits more than itself. And they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man is more worse than the first. So also will it be with this evil generation. Now, what is Jesus saying here? Jesus said, now I tell you that when unclean spirits, the demons, you know, go out from a people, which means the demons can enter people, can enter their body. He said, when they go, they go and, you know, look everywhere to see if they have another body. But if they don't, then they come back to that old body. Mm -hmm. Look, last week I told you that, last week I told you that demons can never operate if they don't get bodies to enter. That is those days. They only operate using human body, causing a lot of problem to that person. You understand? Like he made this man blind and also deaf. You understand? He couldn't speak and he couldn't see also and couldn't hear anything. Now, this is what Jesus is saying. He said, when they leave the person and go and look out there and they don't find the body, they come back to that same body. And when they are coming now, they come with seven more demons. Now, the number seven is used here is apocalyptic lit literature, apocalyptic uh, figure. It's not number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven that the demons is coming with seven. All it means is the number seven, the book of Revelation, means it's a perfect number, a number which means perfect or complete, completely perfect. So, which means when the devil gets out from your body, and it's uh, a find nowhere to enter, it come back, but this time, when it come and see that, oh, the body I left is still empty, it's going to gather forces, you understand? The seven more uh, uh, demons means it's going to gather, uh, you know, forces to come into the person's body to make his life so miserable than the first one. So this is what the demons were doing. But the question is, were they able to continue to do that or what happened? Now, other scriptures that you can read to see that demons entered people's body is Mark chapter uh, 9, verse 14 to 26, and also read Luke chapter 13, verse 11 to 17. You can read those places and you see that demons had power to enter people's body to cause problems to them. Last week, I explained that when demons enter your body, you yourself cannot, you know, spiritually harm anybody. The demons harm you yourself that they enter your body. So 
I want you to mark that. I want you to mark that. Because what we know is, oh, this person is a demon person is going to harm me. They cannot harm you. The demon harm the person themselves. You understand? Now, this did not continue forever. Jesus cast this evil spirit out from people to demonstrate his ultimate uh, power over the devil. He has unlimited power over the devil. And Bible says his coming into the world was to destroy the work of the devil. Now we read from 1 John chapter 3 verse 8 as, uh, 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 you know, Ivan read before we started the, uh, uh, the, the program. Now, 1 John chapter 3 verse 8, this is how he read and I read. It says, uh, whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil. For the devil has been sinning from the beginning. And listen here. He said, the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the work of the devil. Hallelujah. And that is what Zechariah the prophet said. That a fountain from David out is coming to cleanse out all these kind of evil and uncleanness, evil spirit. You understand? And John here is confirming that the reason why Jesus Christ came is to destroy the work of this devil, of Satan and his angels. So, brothers and sisters, as we study this, you will know that now Jesus has given us ultimate power over these demons. So, we shouldn't be afraid of them. Let's continue to read. You understand. Now, Remember the question that the evil, uh, the demon asked when they entered the people, uh, the person, and Jesus met this guy. You understand? Now, on Matthew's account, in Matthew chapter 8, verse 22, this is what the, sorry, the demons said to Jesus. They said, have you, what have you to do with us, O son of God? Have you come here to torment us before the time? And last week, I asked before what time? Have you come here? The demons asking Jesus, have you come to destroy us before the time? And what time? This means the demons knew that Jesus coming, it was coming towards them. You understand? They knew there was a time coming where they will no longer be able to operate as they were doing before Jesus came. So they asked Jesus, have you come to destroy before that time comes? What time? The time that you're going to put us in this abyss? The time that you're going to render us powerless so that we can no more have power over people? That is the question they ask. Now, Demons' operations at the time of the apostles. Let's see how these demons operated at the time of the apostles. Now, before Jesus came into this world, we have already uh, read from Zechariah that uh, the prophet said, Jesus, being the fountain from the house of David, is coming to clean all these idols and all these unclean spirits from the land. That was the prophecy. Okay. Now, we have seen that Jesus has already confronted this evil and casted them out from people. What about the apostles? You understand? 
Now, he, Jesus, gave power to the apostles to also cast demons out. Now listen to me. I said to the apostles, don't make a mistake. People reading the Bible and misread it or misinterpret it. Here, we're going to talk about the apostles and not everyone else. Now, when Jesus began his ministry, he gave the apostles authority to cast out and destroy these demons and unclean spirits. Now, we read from Matthew chapter 10, verse 1, and Luke chapter 9. Okay, now listen and listen very careful. Because people are claiming things that do not belong to them. The power to cast demons was not given to everybody but the apostles. But the apostles. Listen very well. Now, Matthew chapter 10 verse 1 says, And he, Jesus, called to him his twelve disciples, okay, and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast out them and to heal every disease and what do you call it? Afflictions. Here, Jesus has so many following, but he called to himself 12 of them, 12 disciples whom he named apostles and gave them this authority. The question is, why did Jesus not give this power to everyone that was following him? He had so many following. Now, people come in thousands. Remember, one time, Jesus could feed uh, 5,000 men, excluding women and children. So which means the people that were following Jesus at that time were getting to about fifteen to 20,000 people. But out of these numbers, he chose only 12 and then called them apostles and gave them the power to cast out demons and these unclean spirits that were causing affliction to people. Now, if you want to know that it's not only the apostle that Jesus gave them power. Now, if you read Matthew chapter 10, Matthew did a good job. He mentions the apostles by name and said that these are the people Jesus gave them power to cast the demons. From verse 2, Matthew chapter 10 from verse 2, Matthew mentioned all the names of the 12 that Jesus gave them power. Brothers and sisters, don't make a mistake in thinking that this power is given to everyone. That is why some people are, you know, going to read this passage and say, look, Jesus has given us power to cast demons. You are joking. Because we are going to read from the Bible where people attempted to cast demons and they wish they never did that. Because they were not given those powers. Now, in Matthew chapter 10, verse 5 to 9, let's see what happened. These 12, the 12 apostles, verse 5, Matthew chapter 10, verse 5, I'm reading to 9. He said, These 12, Jesus sent out, instructing them, Go 
nowhere among the Gentiles and enter no town of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel and proclaim as you go, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. You receive without paying, give without pay. Acquire no gold or silver or copper on your belt. Now, Jesus says, he called these 12. Remember why he called the number. He called the 12. That is why the, uh, 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 I mean, the Bible says. So it's a definite people that Jesus is calling here. And instructed them and gave them those powers. I said, Jesus has many, many, many following. But he selected only 12 and gave them that power. We will know why he didn't give any, uh, everyone, but only the 12. We will know why. You understand? So these are the 12 apostles. Now, let's read the Bible and see what some of these apostles did. All the apostles had powers to cast out demons, to even raise the dead. You understand? If you are not apostle, you dare not to try because you will fail. You don't have that power to cast out demons. Now, let's see. Apostle, uh, one of the apostles called Peter, what he did. In Acts chapter 5, verse 12, and then we jump to verse 15 to 16, right? If you get time, read Acts chapter, 12, uh, Acts chapter 5, all the 5, you see. Now, verse 12 says, Now many signs and wonders were regularly done among the people by the hands of the apostles. The apostles did many signs and wonders. Why the apostles? And not all the people. Jesus called only 12 and gave them that those powers. Do you understand? Let's continue. Verse 5 says, And they were all gathered. I continue from verse 12. It said, They were all gathered together in Solomon's portico. Verse 15 to 16. So that they even carried out the sick in, uh, into the street and laid them on the courts and mats, that as Peter, who is an apostle, came by, at least his shadow might fall on some of them. And the people also gathered from the towns and around Jerusalem, bringing the sick and those afflicted with unclean spirit. These are the demons. People were afflicted with the demonic spirits. Now remember, they didn't go for the demons, but demons forcibly used their bodies. You understand? And they were all healed. Now, this is Peter. Peter is can be called Peter is an apostle. Even when he is passing by, and his shadow is cast on these people that are sick, they, you know, get out. People that have been tormented by this evil spirit. As soon as the evil spirit sees Peter, Peter said, go away. And then they all vanish. Do you understand? So the apostles had the power to cast out these demons. Now, let's see another apostle who also did wonderful things with these demons. How he faced them. Now, Paul, the question is, when you mention Paul, 
If you read Matthew chapter 10 verse 2, the names of the apostles, Paul was not mentioned. But why was Paul able to cast out demons? Now, if you read Acts chapter 9 verse 1 to 19, the reason why Paul was able to cast an apostle is Jesus Christ called Paul himself, selected him and said, you are going to be my apostle to the Gentiles. So Paul was also given those powers. Paul was only one who became an apostle after Jesus Christ has physically ascended unto heaven. But spiritually, Jesus was still with these people. So, as chapter 9, Paul was selected among the apostles. If you read 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 1 to 2, Paul defended why he was an apostle. He said, have I not seen Jesus? Jesus selected me, okay, to be an apostle. So here, there's no doubt that Paul was an apostle. But you are saying 12, 12, 12. So if Paul is an apostle, then apostles have, have not become 13. Now, the apostles in the time of Paul were 12. Why? Because if you read Acts chapter 12, one of the apostles called James was killed. He was beheaded by Herod the Great. Herod killed uh, uh, James. So when Herod killed James and Paul is now uh, also part of the apostles, they still became 12. So it's always the 12 apostles that Jesus gave them power to do that. Don't get it wrong. There are some people who call themselves apostles today. I don't know those people. It doesn't matter what name you give yourself. If you are not selected by Jesus himself physically, okay? If you go to Acts chapter 1, Peter make it clear, before you can be an apostle, you have to see Jesus physically and not spiritual, not by faith. You have seen Jesus. And Jesus has selected you. So you can't be an apostle. I know people using those titles. I've already spoke about this. If you go to my videos, go to Paul Off in either YouTube or Facebook page, search for, uh, 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 is there any prophets? Uh, there are apostles today. You go and read that. There's no apostle. So no one is able to cast out these kind of unclean spirits. And we will use the Bible to profit. You understand? So what I am saying here is Paul is now an apostle. There's no doubt about that. Mm -hmm. So he could cast out demons as Jesus has given them authority. And again, not everyone was given this authority apart from the apostles. Now, let's read from Acts chapter 19, verse 11 to 16. Acts chapter 19, verse 11 to 16. And see what this Paul, an apostle, also did. Now, I read. It says, And God was doing extraordinary miracle by the hands of Paul, the apostle, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons that had touched his skin were carried away to the sick and their disease left them. And the evil spirit came out. The handkerchief of Paul and Lord can cast out evil spirit. Hallelujah. So the apostles time, they were vigorously casting out this evil spirit. 
and remember the prophecy from Zechariah, the fountain from David's house is going to cleanse out, flush out all these demons that are possessing people. Now, verse 13 in Acts chapter 19 says, this is where you have to be very, very careful reading here. And then you will know and agree with me that if you are not an apostle, you cannot cast out demons. Listen very well. Verse 13, Acts chapter 19. He said, Then some of the uh, itinerant Jews, exorcists, undertook to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits. There were some Jews, not an ordinary Jews, Jews who were the sons of a high priest, of a priest. And these Jews also used the name of Jesus. They tried to use the name of Jesus to cast out this evil spirit. This is what they say. They said, I adjure you by the name of Jesus whom Paul proclaimed. Right? And then he said, Seven sons of the Jewish high priests named Siva were doing this. Seven men of the high priests. So if you are a, a, a son of a, 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 a priest, it means you are also the priest. That's how Jewish priesthood like. So these seven men were using Jesus' name to cast out demons. Were they? Were they able to do that? Okay, let's see. Let's continue. But the evil spirit answered them. When these people say, in the name of our Lord Jesus, I command you to come out. And then the evil spirit, the devil, the demons in those people answered them. Listen, Jesus I know and Paul I recognize, but who are you? Who are you? This devil, this evil spirit, asks the people. The people say, in the name of Jesus Christ, we command you to come out. And the, the evil spirit also asks them question, who are you? We know Jesus. We know that Jesus can cast us out. We know Paul because he's an apostle and he has power to cast us out. And who are you? That is what the evil spirit told him. <laughs> it's an interesting story. You read that. Okay. So he said, Jesus I know, Paul I recognize, but who are you? And the man in whom this, uh, was the evil spirit leaped on them, mastered all of them, and overpowered them, so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. So the evil spirit in that man just jumped on these seven people, beat them mercilessly, turn their clothes apart, chase them. They took to their heels. Hallelujah. Who said you can cast out evil spirit if you have not been appointed by Jesus to do that? Only the twelve. Don't make people deceive you that they have power to cast demons. You cannot do that. 
Sometimes I watch television, I see these people standing there, in the name of Jesus, I cast out demons. And then you see people saying, oh, oh, forgive me, I'm evil spirit. They are all faking. It's lie. You cannot do that. Then this is the proof. The evil spirit asked this man. We know Jesus. We know Paul, who is also an apostle. And who are you? Who are you saying that you can cast out demons? Brothers and sisters. I mean, it's getting fun here. But because of time, we have to continue this. We have to continue all this. So, these men were beaten by the evil spirit, rendered them powerless, and then they took to their heels. All that I'm trying to say is, Jesus gave the twelve powers to cast out demons. Apart from the twelve, you cannot do that. And don't make a mistake, these demons were very, very powerful that if you venture, you're going to find yourself at a tight corner. And this is people who use Jesus' name to do that. But they couldn't because they were not apostles. Now, let me quickly read this. I know time is cutting us up and see uh, what we can do. Now, in uh, uh, Acts chapter 16, verse 16 to 18, Paul, who is also, uh, who is an apostle, also uh, cast a demon from a girl. Let's see. Read it quickly. As we were going, this is Luke reporting, Luke reporting here. As we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had spirit of divination, that is an evil spirit, and brought her owners much gain by telling, uh, by fortune telling. She, this girl with its demons in her, followed Paul and asked. The ass is uh, 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 Timothy and Luke. Luke was, uh, you know, recording this. Followed Paul and asked, crying out, These are the servants of the Most High who proclaim to you the word of salvation. So what this girl is doing is, Oh, these people, they are the servants of the Most High. And these are the demons speaking through the girl. And the demons, whether they were making fun of uh, them or what, and they keep doing this. You read there. And Paul became annoying of what these demons were doing. So they cast out these demons out of the girl. The demons can recognize the apostles. They said, this is work. The servants of the Most High. Probably they were doing that in a way of begging them not to cast them out. But they were cast out by Paul. So the demons recognized those who were given powers to cast them out. And these were the apostles. Jesus called the disciples, took 12 of them, gave them powers over these evil spirits. Now, brothers and sisters, because of time, I want us to pause here and we continue. This lesson is deeper, and I don't want to, I don't want us to rush. But what I want to tell you is that demons are real. And we have looked 
at the time of Jesus, how they confronted Jesus and how Jesus cast them out. We are looking at the apostles' time, where the apostles whom Jesus gave them powers to cast out demons were also casting demons out. We continue to our time and see if any of us today is given that power to cast out demons. And if the demons are so ferocious as they used to be in the time of the apostles. We will use the Bible to know all this. God bless you that you always watch me. Please share this video to as many as you can. And please invite many people to follow this lesson because people heard about demons and they become scared. But we're going to use the Bible to tell you that, oh, do not, you know, worry yourself for nothing because Jesus has overpowered him. And knowing this, this you'll be encouraged. This is again your brother Paul. Please look for the Church of Christ for lessons like this. They will teach you to know that we have been given powers over these demons. But as you go, they can also teach you uh, the way of salvation. If you are not a Christian, please don't joke. These demons are there. If you are not a Christian, you don't have any protection from them. You understand? But if you are a Christian, and uh, too, you have to seek the right church, the church of our Lord Jesus Christ. And you will know that there are so many benefits. When you are in the church, you are protected from these demons. And they cannot harm you. Look for the church of Christ. Church of Christ is everywhere in the world. Jesus sent his church to everywhere in the world. And they will teach you the way of salvation as well. God bless you that you always listen to me. In Jesus' name, good evening. Amen.